Bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. What's up, flockers? We're back. <coughs> We're back. That was goose and spirit with Dirty Dan. <laughs> Welcome to the new digs. Um, we are we're still getting settled in. We're still figuring stuff out. Man, they weren't kidding about like off grid living. Like we have struggled with fucking internet. For a she while. has struggled. It hasn't been a struggle for me. I'm fine watching the same movie with Charlotte 98 times over. I really don't care. Let's just get through the email, shall we? Because we got quite a few to get through, don't we? Oh, did you get the one from Bowen? Oh, probably, yeah. I got several of him to answer. Additional emails? Yeah, yeah. probably. And then I have one from him as well. Holy fuck, there's a lot. There's a lot. Oh, yeah, just wait till you you hear what I have to read. Okay, well, let's let's get started then, shall we? So, are you reading for Goose, or are we just gonna go? We're just gonna go one after the other here. We're just going after the other. All right. Do so you want me to start while you're digging? Yeah. Okay. So this one is from Travis. Uh, hey, here to chew bubble gum. What's your opinion on cattle mutilations? Do you what do you find more believable, cattle mutilations or crop circles? Um, I find both believable. <clears throat> honestly, I really do. I really do. So, uh, growing up working on a dairy farm we've had instances of cattle mutilations, but that's more from wild animals. Um, I haven't seen a mutilation of a dead cow, but there have been mutilations of living cows still. And um, that to me is far worse than seeing a dead animal. Dead animals are dead animals. Um, Crop circles are definitely real. Though I know the trick to also making them and how they're made. So I'm going to go, uh, not just aliens. It started off in the Scottish Highlands. Mm-hmm. I'll have you know. Um, I will go with crop circles are more believable because cattle mutilations are more wild animal than. Yeah, but like I think <clears throat> they're talking about like the cattle mutilations where they're like clearly <clears throat> like dissected, right? Like. There's like, a, there's oh, like, a, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like they're yeah. like laid out and there's like particular parts of them missing. Like that's not wild animals that's doing that. Well, I was talking about them with them still alive because I've seen both. Well, right. Like they'll go after like the weak ones and stuff. Like prey animals will take. No, take, I've take seen straight down. live cows with perfect squares cut out of them. Yeah. That's what they're talking about. Yeah. But then there's also the dead ones that are just dissecting. Them. Well, right. I don't know. It's honestly, it's all believable at yeah. this point. Really. I mean, it really is. Okay, you want to go? All right, next up we have Reed. Hello, Reed. Long time no talk. Hello, Goose, Dirty Dan, Rebecca, and everyone else at Here to Chew Bubblegum. First, let me say welcome back. I hope that you had a good break. You guys deserve it. During the break, what did you do with your free time, if you had (laughs) (laughs) it? 
Second, did you follow any recent UFO news while on break? If so, what were they? Roswell. Well, Reed, uh, Goose has a special cookie factory detail that <clears throat> started last night and still this morning, so that's why it's just us. Um, there was some recent UFO news locally, but we're going to save that until Goose is back because Goose also wants to talk about it. Yeah, we're just trying to get through some emails. Um, and... It happened on our property. Yeah, so... it was. It was crazy. So stay tuned for that story. I got video of it. It'll yeah. be uploaded to a midweek moment. Yeah. Stay tuned um, for that story. It was it was nuts. It yeah. was a little interesting. It was intense. Um, um, so yeah. What we did with our uh our break was we, we moved to a farm. It wasn't really a break. No. It was a lot of hard work and it was really hard. And then and, uh, uh, we couldn't get internet for quite some time. The internet has been a struggle. <clears throat> And move to the country, they and said. I, and then I got sick. And then she got and sick. And then I got sick. Um, but we had to postpone our Come not back. round table, but round table episode. Um, so we're gonna push that into the new year. Um DJ and I are getting potentially hopefully some more guests to add on to that. So it's gonna be a real big round table to kick off the new year instead. And uh yeah. So, why don't you take the next one? Since it kind of deals with your stuff. <clears throat> uh, this is from Clarissa. I've heard you guys mention Telegram before. What's the pages that you're in? Um, so, actually, my uh, Telegram is set up very different from everybody else's Telegram. And I think there's a total of 15 pages on my Telegram. And all of my content and all sorts of different topics are, are broken up. Um, so there's like a, a great awakening map group. There is a spiritual journey group. There's a negative dark shit group chat. There's a platform chat. Um, I am redoing it just a little bit. Um, so there is a process to get into it, but stay tuned. I am coming back. I have over 500 notifications on Telegram. So bear with me <laughs> as we come back to that um, and start chipping away at it. But you can find everything in my link tree. Um, that will get you into the telegram and then there's a there's a process to get through so it is there and I will have goose link it in the uh, in the video for you I want to address a comment on the old uh, Instagrams. yeah we are live on Instagram because I've been um, banned on everything else to Barbie uh, we are after okay after yes. the storm uh, for those of you that don't know Kentucky was hit by two tornadoes four total four total <clears throat> four total well two like close vicinity to us right one was directly through us. Right. Um, two others were nearby. And then the F5 that was the record breaking one. that yeah. was on land for 183 miles total in Kentucky consecutively. Was it really 183 or did you just pull that number out? No, it was 100. That's what Andy Bashir said last night. Oh, of course. It 200, was. Over 200 miles total consecutive of 183 was in Kentucky. Um, <clears throat> we took some, some light damage. Nothing that bad. Mostly because the, the barn right now is basically just <clears> a <throat> giant wind tunnel pavilion. So and there's a lot of like extra shit that was left from the pre so it like picked it up and like hit other stuff. We got a new farm truck just in the nick of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh something told me to grab my chainsaw on the way out yesterday morning. Thank God I did. I spent two and a half hours clearing trees off the road, opened a road back up that was on the news to shut down. Um made it to work. Unfortunately, saw the path, drove through the path that the F3 tornado had hit where it tore the interstate up it it took out a couple houses so that was a little um humbling to see on the way in uh thankfully no one around here was killed from it 
yeah, we're all okay. We're good. We survived just minor damage. Um, Yeah, we're very grateful. Thankful I grabbed an old pillow and put it on the bumper of the truck so that it didn't damage the new truck. (laughs) You got to get a bull bar on that truck. No, I need an actual grill guard. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's keep going. Do you want me to read the next one or you? Yeah, yeah, you can read it because it's to you anyway. Well, no, it was just titled for me to. It's about um, spooky family. Okay. Uh, Well, I still want to read that one because that's my. That's okay. You can do both. Okay. So, uh, greetings and salutations. Oh, that's from ben- Benjamin. There you go. Greetings and salutations. You guys really stepped it up in October. Great shows all month long. It was good to hear from Cronkite. The spooky family interview was great. When are they going to be on again? Roswell. Never mind. I'm just going to stop. To be determined. There we go. TBD. There we go. Spooky family will beyond again hopefully beginning of the year maybe the end of the the year before the new year kicks off um the internet kind of fucked everything up well they're also in kentucky so the the, really the whole state suffered from the storm system one way or another um and like i said gooses on a cookie factory detail that's been overnight now yeah there was a batter issue doing the uh doing the massive cleanup job from that um so if y'all stay tuned for that, we, we're, we're trying to get back into the swing of things. Goose is also going to try and get out here sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Goose is going to make a special appearance at the uh, Short Shit Show farm for the barbecue pit, which is needs to be. Um, no, this we're going to call this the barbecue bunker. The barbecue bunker? Yes. The barbecue bunker. I hate it. I love it with the mistress outside. So Tina? Uh, <laughs> no, the mistress. Yeah, Tina, the mistress. The mistress. I'm going to call her Tina. Tina, the mistress. That's what we agreed upon. No, we, you agreed upon that. Right, I and I make the rules, so I don't really understand what the and issue is. it's my is. truck. It's, it is our truck. It's my truck. It is. What's, what's yours is ours, and what's mine is mine, okay? So I don't understand the issue. <laughs> my truck, the mistress. <laughs> Hi, guys. Okay, Dirty Dan fan. <clears throat> All right. So from Dirty Dan fan. Uh, Dirty Dan, I love what you bring to the show. You're knowledgeable and uh, the input that you contribute is great. You deliver well and have a great sense of humor. With that being said, the Demi Lovato show is awful. <laughs> I had to reevaluate my life after watching it to help me understand why I like you. JK, but the show sucked. Roswell. P.S. If you're looking for a good show to watch on Peacock, check out Project Blue Book. Dirty Dan fan, I did mention Project Blue Book, which was phenomenally better. And I have said, that part of uh, unidentifiable is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. I don't like it for Demi Lovato, but some of the people that are in there are fantastic. Um, the UFOlogist, Brittany, we are trying to get on the show. Um, it had the one guy that we talked about from the UK um, that used to be like the, the Department of UFOs basically over there and solving those cases. The actual, some of the actual witnesses, people they had on there, and they had the radar operator. Um, that's that was the quality part because of all the news articles, they don't have any interviews. These were actual interviews with them. We finally got to hear more information, but the show is fucking terrible. I'll give you that. Um, it's uh, yeah, but Project Blue Book was awesome. I'm still trying to get Goose to watch it. He only watched Unidentifiable partially. I think he skipped or fast forwarded through a lot of it. 
I still have to watch all of it. I'm so far behind on the shows. The it's show's even, terrible. It's not, not worth even, it. I know, but like, okay, let's just move on. All but right. You're not quite into the ufologist stuff like we are. You have more of that 5D awakening side. So it's. I bring the value. I understand. <laughs> There's only one part you need to watch, and that's the triangle meditation part. Okay. That's it. All right. This is it a, is hot. It's not hot. You're just toasty. Are you stripping? I am. Oh, shit. Oh shit! Take it off. Here we go. Um, all right. So this is from a flock fan. I'm a new listener. No, no, you missed Dixon and I. Oh fuck. My beloved intimate I'm listener. I'm so sorry. The thing, the thing fucked up. Okay, mm -hmm. Dixon 09. Hello, Goose and Dirty Dan. Goose, you've said before on a past show that the new Ghostbusters movie comes out that you weren't that you were going to watch it in theater. Is that still the plan? Also, what was the last movie you guys saw in theater pre-COVID and during COVID, if you've went? Keep the ear keep the ear coming, my friends, Roswell. I think you meant ear candy. Yeah. Okay, um, here's my thing on movie theaters. Okay, I loathe movie theaters. I hate movie theaters. Here's why, I'll tell you why. I mean, I can tell you why, it's a poor taste joke. Is it gonna get me banned? No. Okay, but then what is it? They're a killer time. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> terrible. <clears throat> I like this because I can I can I can whack you here. I can't do it when you're on whack another room. Whack a mole. Yeah, whack a whack a dirty dam. <clears throat> no, whack a dam. No, yeah. Whack a dam. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I hate movie theaters, okay? Because A there's always someone making fucking noise, taking a phone call, or opening up a loud-ass bag of candy right at a quiet part of the movie when you're trying to hear what they're saying, all right? I have no control over the volume. I can't pause it when I have to pee. The chairs are uncomfortable. I don't like the, gen the general public, right? I don't want to deal with them. I hate movie theaters. I would much rather watch it from the comfort of my own home with full fucking control. Um, to answer your question, Larry Dixon and I, Dirty Dixon. Wow. Wow. Are Dixon you all right? I just, it's such a it beloved listener. Be, it should be his name is Dirty it Dixon. It should be Dirty Dixon. And I. Can, can, we, can we make an appeal to have you take I, the I vote for that. Yeah, Dirty Dixon. Getting it the, is now. We're getting the is. Dirty Dan clan going. <laughs> they go flock around and find out. Um, it was an Avengers movie I saw pre COVID. Um, don't really want to talk about any more of that because of who it was with. And, uh, you know, it's like way pre-COVID. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Flock fan, I'm a new listener and discovered the show through TikTok. I'm excited for the Office episode and predict that the Queen will win the trivia game, and she did. She did. Hands fucking down. I dominated the Office. Don't test me on Office trivia. I will own you. She was cheating. I was not cheating. I had witnesses that I was not cheating. All right. Next up, we got Chet right in. It says, hi, my name is Chet, and I live in California. Hi, Chet. Hello. I discovered your show on Pandora a few weeks ago. I'm hooked. I've been watched all the binge-watched oh. all the videos on YouTube channel. I'm almost caught up on all the podcast shows. I love the name of the show and consider myself a near candy lover. With the holiday season approaching, what's something that myself and other listeners do to make the holidays better for someone? Also, can you give an example of something that you've done to help others? Blessings of peace and love, Roswell. So I want to answer this. Go ahead first. Okay. Um, as, as far as like the holidays go, I actually had this conversation with Bob the other day and he got very upset with me. 
um, we are not doing a Christmas tree. We are not doing um, the traditional like Christmas thing. Like we are no longer participating <laughs> in corporate fuckery. Um, Christmas is going to, for us, it's going to go back to winter solstice, to honoring and going back into almost like pagan rituals, right? Like we're going to decorate the trees outside. We're not going to cut them down and bring them inside the house. Um, we are not doing that anymore. We're also not going to be buying bullshit, cheap China knickknacky stuff just for the sake of having something to open. Um, it's going to become a very sacred thing. It's going to become our own traditions that we're creating. And please correct me if I'm if I'm wrong on any of this, but all I can think of is the third fifteen thousand video when you said think max. <laughs> Put those um, knickknacks in a box. Put that box in the damn light to stand on fire and push it off a cliff. One less knickknack. <laughs> one less knickknack. Um, but yeah, we're not we're not doing that anymore. And I really think that the holiday season needs to needs to get back to its actual roots um and it needs to be about coming together Pun intended about coming together about being with family about stop about you know doing the things that that really bring you happiness and not stressing about trying to buy all of these bullshit materialistic things just so that you can have something to open under the tree like and that's to be fair bullshit. unless you're gonna hop on a kayak and paddle your ass out off the california coast right now you're probably not gonna get your shit that you ordered anyway so you gotta look at me look at me look and the captain now. And the captain now. <laughs> so yeah um i think i think that to make holidays better for everyone make something that's good making something is going to mean a lot more to someone than buying some bullshit off amazon and go out and volunteer yeah. Go volunteer. Make a special appearance at your parents' house. You know, go see an old friend you haven't seen in a while. You know, it's about it's about coming together. It's got nothing to do, as Bob would say, it's not about what's under the tree. It's about who's around the tree. That's not what Bob That is me. what Bob, Bob said. It's about who's in the tree. And I said, <laughs> Bob, that is extremely inappropriate. <laughs> but yes, peace, love, and shit and all that. Yes. Um, and... Uh, I, I don't really want to give you an example of something that we've done to help others because well, I, I do it every day at, at, at work, both paid and unpaid. I, I did it yesterday just to get to work. It's not about what we do because it can be very, very small to something very, very big. It's different for everyone. Not everyone can do the same thing. Um, Even just being there is helping. Literally just helping someone reach something on the top shelf of a grocery store. You do that quite often. I, I do that quite often. <laughs> it's always the little old ladies in the, in the automatic wheelchairs that can you get this for me? Yeah. Yes, I can. I do, do that quite often. Um, you know, and like the whole flock. I mean, we have conversations constantly. I mean, that's helping people. Just being available to Being available chat. to being a set of ears to listen, being a shoulder to cry on. Or if you're at the store and someone's struggling to find the money, just pay for their order. Pay it forward. You know, just do something like mm -hmm. that. Um, it it's really, the little things. You don't know how much that'll help them. Even smiling at someone. Yeah. Saying, hey, I like your shirt. That's a cool necklace. Where'd mm. you get that hat? Words of Kesha. I like a beard. Right. All right. Read your Ned fan. <laughs> so we have Ned fan writing in again. It says, hey, Goose, when will Ned be back in the studio and, and uh, on the show other than Ned said? Also, what happened to Pup? Roswell. Um, Ned fan, Pup. Pup is, is a young... A young pup. boy growing uh, a young pup blossoming into a dog and um you know he a uh, young love that's 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 about what happened he's distracted 
very distracted, left us high and dry. We wish Pup the best. He's always got an open invite to come back to the show, but nothing scheduled. He's just chasing tail. <laughs> um, Ned fan also needs to be like week two or day two or day three or day four or day five, just because he's emailed Goose this several times and Goose keeps giving him an answer and it doesn't change, <laughs> but nothing happens from it. I feel bad for the Ned fan because they are a loyal listener at that point. Um, they've been around for a long time. So Ned fan, I will, I will have my people contact my other people. Our people will contact the other people and then get a hold of your people. And we'll see what we can do for you to have him back on the show as just a guest in general and not just Ned Sens. Um, and then the Stratton Strat Strat. Scranton Strangler. Thank you. Bring on the office show. The office show is up, right? It's posted. It's, it's been posted. It's been and I, I know we're a little behind weeks. on emails, but um I dominated per usual. But we did have some great amusement from the entire crew. Oh, yeah. You should definitely go watch it because it's fucking hilarious. It is. Eli was so proud of himself when he got a second point. <laughs> I know. When he finally got on the board. All right. No, he was more excited about his second point than his first point. Okay. We got... Holy <clears throat> fuck. We got a lot. Of, we got, okay. We got more emails. Well, before you read this one... Um, you want to start is, from the bottom? This is all just bullying. That's not. I know, that's right. We have uh, Brian C. Clevenger on the bottom. We have some Dear Santa letters. Yes. Um, okay, so we want to... Before we do that, I'd like to read this one that's a month old now from Bullen. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> so, uh, a very, very amusing listener as per usual wrote in yeah i can't wait to have to read all that it's not that long no did you read what it said no then? i haven't read any of it oh yeah i'm just um just read your email i'm doing my own it says, hey dirty dan hope all is well with you and the gang everything is fine out here on the trail did you guys see the incident at rockville 2021 man you guys are wild on the east coast if you don't know what i'm talking about i'll leave a link below you remember that video i showed you of the chick urinating on the fan's face on stage. I couldn't help but share. You think it's true what they say about 45? From what I understand, a lot of humans are into that sort of thing. That's how I feel about it. That's that's how I feel about it. It's disgusting. Um, anyway, I got great news this week. I have another one of great, great mama, Mabel Irene Blanche's lost journal entries for you to dissect. November 28th, 1843. I just want, I, this guy's a genius. I, I know, swear. I just, I want, he intrigues the fuck yeah. out of me. And I do know, Bowling Cox, I do know that I, I have your email from a while ago, but I have to do some research on one of the questions that you have for me. And I just, I, I have it, it's there. I just have not We've been had moving time yet. Every so please be patient on. with me. Thank you. A lot of big changes here. Yeah. Anywho, November 28th, 1843. Sometimes things happen none of us can explain. One such thing happened to me this very day and has me puzzled and has puzzled me silly. Willie came to me today and asked me to take the winter hop. Of course, I accepted it and was frizzled about the jolly good old time we were no doubt to have. My only qualm is that Willie wants me to take the razor to my Volvo. As shocked as I was at that idea, he also implied I should have my asshole bleached. 
He could tell by the expression on my face that I was uneasy about the idea and tried to reassure me everyone was doing it and it was the thing of the future. I just can't imagine a hundred years from now that we, as a species, will only have advanced far enough to shave the bearded oyster and disinfect our poop chute. <laughs> I mean, it's only going to get dirty again after the next dung. <laughs> but it really got me thinking about how the future may be. I have to believe that in another hundred years that we as humans will be more sophisticated than what young Willie suggests. If so, maybe what this world of ours needs is an intervention from life superior than ours. Maybe we need alien contact to be able to advance and not get lost in the onks. Boodle boodle for now. It's just crazy to think about and thank God great great mama Blanche isn't alive today to see we've still not got past pissing on each other in public and bleaching our assholes. We all sure miss her during this time of year, but I don't think she'd be able to handle how advanced we still really are. I'm sure getting pissed on wasn't on her mind when she was planning on going to that winter hop. I'll keep reading and see if I can't find the answers we all seek till this day. Roswell, Ballin Cox. P.S. Dirty Dan, I know how much you love jokes, so I've got one for you and the gang today. If you're over the age of 40 and prone to frequent trips to the bathroom, I've got bad news. You're in trouble. You also may need a pecker or pussy plug. Ask Justin Perkins. So, Justin, what's a pecker or pussy plug that Ballin Cox is referring to? And what colors are yours? I have so many questions and none all at the same time. Yeah. Can we just, okay, or can we move on now? Yep. Okay. Now we have the long emails. All right. This one says, hello, gang. It's that time of year again, and I thought maybe you guys wouldn't mind. Instead of spending money on postage, and since the postal meals were running behind anyway, that I'll send in all the letters to Santa. Go ahead. Uh, that I send in all the letters to Santa from a few of the youngins out here on the trail to hear to chewbubblegum.com for the heroes and heroine to read. We all really appreciate it in advance. We hope everyone across the Pandora waves has a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. P.S. I've attached the letters to Santa below. And just so you know, this is the first year in all of his years on Earth that little Bobby Ray Stevenson Dave hasn't wished for a taint. God bless. Dear Santa, all I want for Christmas is a baseball and a baseball glove and a new baseball bat and a can of fine cut backer like my dad stepdaddy chews. Nothing different. Miss Heather Kate Wendy Lobbs Jr. I love oh, that name. Oh my God. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's just rail these off. Dear Santa. Ain't nothing I want more this year than for my Paul not to have to run on heels anymore. Sometimes we don't have enough to eat, so he has to break his bare back out in the pastures until well after dark. Sometimes he works so hard he comes home smelling like Ponderosa and Elixir. Me and Ma really appreciate it, Santa. Bobby Ray Stevens and Dave. Dear Santa, this year for Christmas, all I want is Britney Spears karaoke machine and Paris Hilton perfume set, and most of all, the Kim Kardashian asshole bleaching starter kit. Thank you, Cooter Bob. <laughs> Do you have me to read the long one? Nope. It's, it's for me. Dear Santa, this year for Christmas, I would really love the new Happy Rabbit Triple Curve Rechargeable Vibrator. As you probably already know, the luxury USB rechargeable triple pleasure rabbit vibrator has combined clitoral and penetrative stimulation. Its curved shaft targets your G-spot, while extra thick, firm bunny ears stimulate your clitoris. It comes with built-in angled anal beads that offer delicious double penetration play, and it's portable, so I'll be able to take it with me all over the trail. 
I figured since my family won't let me have what I really want, which is Dirty Dan's Big Red Rocket, then I'll have the next best thing. I also wouldn't mind you dropping some stocking stuffers in my stocking, i.e. cock rings, clitoris, suckers, prostate massagers, French ticklers, butt plugs, anal beads, ball gags, floggers, paddles, whips, chains, handcuffs, etc. You know, nothing too crazy. I have a feeling that's not true at all. So get the elves to work, and if you have time, stop by and see me in the barn on Christmas Eve. Wink, wink. From the chair with love, Marsha Sujane. I feel so dirty now. Okay, so this is, here we go. This is changing subject. Uh, Goose, Dirty Dan, and Rebecca, I just wanted to wish y'all a happy Thanksgiving. I've been listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum since the beginning, and the ear candy keeps getting better and better. Goose, I'm glad you brought Double D on. You two have great chemistry. I've been learning a lot from the show for sure. Thanks, Dirty Dan, for the additional cooking, cooking ideas on TikTok. And I didn't forget the queen of the flock. Rebecca, I've been a silent part of your flock since I found you on TikTok. I'd like to think that I'm already awake, but you have opened me up to so much more. And I thought more than I thought was already out there. Keep up the flocking great work on the information. I see something new all the time on the artwork, the map. It's amazing how I've become a fan of you guys separately just over a year ago. Then one day you guys out of the blue were all together. I may call it fate, LOL. I remember when Rebecca got her first invite to be on the show and now look at what this has become. There's so much I could say, but I don't want to take up too much of y'all's time. Keep up the great work and keep up the ear candy. A big fan of you guys together and separately, Roswell. And that is from Brian, AKA Firewater. Thank you so much. That is, this is, this is why I do this. This is like, all of you, so many of you have come to me separately on a group, on a live and, you know, saying that I've, I've helped you so much and, you know, you've learned something or you've seen it from a different perspective or you understand something differently. And honestly, like, this is why I do this. This is why I struggle with fucking internet. I, I try and go above and beyond to do all of this stuff. Like, honestly, like just as much as I've helped each and every one of you, all of you has, have helped me so much through everything. Oh my God. I'm getting emotional. Okay. Ah. All right. Let's go. Mo moving on. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Are you sure? Yeah. What's next? I'm getting a story up. Oh my God. What do you mean? Oh my God. Unbelievable. This one. Unbelievable. Oh, <laughs> for all of you that want to, uh, you know, write in, email in, give us something funny to laugh at, uh, or you can call, leave voicemail, call on the show. You can call, text, or leave the voicemail at 606-373-3396. Again, that's 606-373-3396. And you can email into us at goose at com, dirty dan at com, and rebecca at com. Or just email into the show, Netter Elliot, here to bubblegum at yahoo.com. What are you looking at me like that for? I don't know. You, I feel like you're like talking to me like I don't know these things. I was looking at the camera. You were looking at me. Just for the it's, phone number. Okay. Well, I don't understand why I need to call. I, I didn't say you had to call. Okay. I'm talking well, to the listeners, the Roswellers. Call. Then they can call. They can call. You can call. Also, please email in cooking recipes that you want to see me do or you have ideas you want me to try or food items you want to see that I can buy. Um, do that. We're settling in. 
I think we're also going to make like a stoner food. Like, let's see, like, we're going to like make That's some, all for you because uh, yeah, I don't partake. I can't, you know what I mean? Like, I can make some like baller meals here. I really wish Goose would have been here because I really want this Einstein versus Truman and NASA. And next time, next time. This was more to like catch up on emails and some housekeeping things. But, but we're only halfway there. Whoa, living on a prayer. Take my hand and I make it. We'll make it, I swear. I like you better when you're like in a separate part of the house. You just told me you camera. liked me better here. Yeah, until you did did weird stuff, and now now I'm done. <laughs> now I'm over it. <laughs> Go away. Wow. I love you. Do you? I do. Because I showed you love and affection. Yeah, and I have no problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love you. I love you. That's adorable. You're adorable. Thank you. So, I have two stories I want to share today. One of which, what? I'm just reading the comments no. on Instagram. Are there any comments we need to address? Can no, you, no, there's. Can you just, scroll as easy as TikTok? I don't know. I'm not going to touch it because every day. Don't touch it because then we'll lose the internet. No, they're just, they're just like agreeing with what we're saying. They're just, you know, people are coming in. I'm waving to people as they're coming in. Sound like me and my hopes. There isn't, it's not really anything like to, to pertaining to, excuse you, what were you doing in the closet, cat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Babes, remember, Sunday morning, she's always with me. I know, I know. All right, let's continue here. All right, we so got shit to do today. the first story Oops. is Operation Paperclip, the secret U.S. operation to use Nazi scientists and engineers to win the Cold War. I believe it's on the map. It is. Keep going. Well, no, okay. Operation High Jump. Keep going. Keep going. Before the dust had settled on one of the worst conflicts in human history. Project Paperclip. German scientists were being targeted by the United States for capture and relocation to the United States under a secret project called Operation Paperclip. Oh, boy. <laughs> they were not to be tried for war crimes, but rather were seen as potentially useful assets for developing various top-secret technological programs for the United States and arguably, more importantly, denying the rising threat of the Soviet Union the same benefit. Some of those scientists had a rather shady past, and to say the least, but as President Truman would later explain, this had to be done and was done. Let's take a quick look at some of the most notable technological outputs of this program and investigate why Operation Paperclip remains one of the most controversial government programs of all times. Right up there with the CIA and LSD. What was Operation Paperclip? During the dying days of the Second World War, advancing Allied forces did everything they could to effectively hoover up as much military, scientific, and technological research they possibly could. As armed forces advanced towards Berlin, teams of non-combatants followed in their wake to find and capture as much interesting stuff as they could. Oh man, that is a beautiful ME262. Sorry, there's a there's a gorgeous picture of a very nicely restored ME262 single seater. So I think it's an A or a B um, on there. God, that's a gorgeous plane. 
cookie settings. I'm just goose. Of course, it was not only American and British endeavors. The Soviet Union did their own fair share of harvesting German tech and research towards the end of the war, too. From around 1946, the Soviet Union forcibly recruited more than 2,200 German specialists and their families of their own during Operation Gesundheit. Because that's that's all I'm gonna. It's gonna sound like a sneeze trying to say that. As a vahim, <laughs> much of which allegedly occurred in the Soviet Your mom would probably know how to say that. It's it's Russian. Oh. That's that's Russian. Oh, I have no idea. You're supposed to be my 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 Russian mail order bride. Da. I'm learned, never learned, you know? One group of allied agents, the Combined Intelligence Objectives Subcommittee, or CIOS, confiscated documents and captured and interrogated German scientists and engineers as and when research facilities were occupied. One of the most fruitful pieces of intelligence gleaned during this operation was a document called the Ozenberg List. What? Nothing. Go ahead. Okay. This document contained the names of who's who of scientists, engineers, and technicians. The list was compiled on Hitler's orders when, in 1943, he officially recalled scientists, engineers, and technicians from combat duty and reassigned them to research units to assist in the war effort. At this point in the war, Germany's attempt to conquer the USSR, Operation Barbosa, had summar, uh, summarily failed. Wow. Similarly. No. Summer. Summarily. Like a summary, but a summarily. Oh, that is a weird word. This had cost the Wehrmacht significantly in resources, manpower, material, leaving the so-called Greater Reich dangerously unprepared for a Soviet counterattack. Quickly realizing this, it was decided to formulate a plan to shore up defenses in any way they could, including through technological innovation. But such experts would also need to be filtered for political and ideological acceptance. To this end, Werner Rosenberg, a specialist in Hitler's Defense Research Association, was tasked with compiling a list of the Third Reich's greatest and most promising minds, focusing, of course, on those whose ideals aligned with the greater Nazi ideals. And so the Osenberg list was born. Sometime in March 1945, a Polish laboratory. <laughs> laboratory. I, I always think of Dexter's lab. Yeah, and that's why I always say it when I when I see that word. Laboratory. My laboratory. Or my laboratory. Get out of my laboratory. <laughs> a laboratory technician at Bonn University found pieces of the list stuffed into a toilet. It would eventually reach the hands of MI6 agents in the United Kingdom before being shared with intelligence agents in the U.S. It is the seminal document that would later lead to one of the most widely cited covert government programs in history, Operation Paperclip. Huh? Just do your thing. I'm paying attention to this. Read your, <clears throat> read your story. Originally called Operation Overcast, somewhere in the order of 1,600 German scientists. <sighs> Sorry. Thanks, Bob. All right. Right. And their families were brought to the continental United States to work on America's behalf. In fact, a number of former enemy agents would become critical to the U.S. during the Cold War, or during the post-war trials and tribulations of the Cold War. One of the main goals for the operation was to put these German scientists to work on helping to first develop and then greatly improve America's fledging research in rockets, biological, and chemical weapons. Managed by Joint Intelligence Objectives Agency, or JIOA, Another goal of the operation was to keep scientific findings and advances made by the Nazis out of the hands of the Soviet Union. The operation was officially sanctioned by the then President of the United States, Harry S. Truman, but it came with one important caveat. No Nazi members or active Nazi supporters were to be recruited under any circumstances. 
Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your opinion, this restriction was effectively ignored by the JIOA and Office of Strategic Services. The OSS was the forerunner to the current CIA. This allowed them to bypass the mandate by destroying or whitewashing any incriminating evidence of possible war crimes from the scientists' records, believing their intelligence to be crucial to the country's post-war efforts. Probably one of the most famous German minds acquired... Fuck. <clears throat> Sorry, technical difficulties. One of the most famous German minds acquired during this operation was Wernher von Braun, a dedicated Nazi member. Von Braun was the technical director at the Pienemund Army Research Center in Germany and was instrumental in developing the lethal V-2 rocket. One of the most iconic results of the Wehrmacht's vengeance weapon program, V-2 were unleashed en masse on mainland England, devastating infrastructure and lives from afar, effectively making the V-2 the first long-range missile. Von Braun and a number of his rocket scientist colleagues were brought to Texas and White Sands Proving Grounds in New Mexico as a War Department special employee to assist the U.S. Army with rocket experimentation. He was made Director of Development and at the U.S. Army Ballistic Missile Agency in Huntsville, Alabama. His work would prove so fruitful that he would later be made the Director of NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center and the Chief Architect of the Saturn V launch vehicle. This rocket would make history by being a fundamental component in NASA's efforts to propel American astronauts to the moon. The results of Operation Paperclip are clear for the, all to see today, but it is not without some controversy. By some, the project was seen as a necessary evil that helped maintain America's technological edge over the Soviet Union during the Cold War. Critics, however, believe that ignoring potential war crimes, or at least letting them go unpunished, by captured former Nazi scientists outweighs any benefits. <clears throat> How different... History would have been if these scientists, engineers, and techs were punished with jail or allowed to fall into Soviet hands can never really be known. But the technological achievements made by these scientists and spin-off technologies from the U.S. space program have arguably made life much better than if justice, quote-unquote, had been served. But more on that later. <sighs> and this article keeps going. Okay. So right now we're going to take a break. Um you're going to hear a new Believe It or Not segment. That's Believe It or Not K-N-O-T-T with Goose and Justin Perkins. Okay. And uh, when we come back, we will talk a little bit about what technologies came out of Operation Paperclip. Now, I'm choosing this article because we're setting up for the Antarctica episode. I'm so ready for the Antarctica episode. I have so many more facts and things to go over and different theories. Like, we need to have this episode. <clears throat> oh, pronto. <clears throat> Some might say it's breathtaking. It's I'm all I'm all fired up about it. Okay. All right. And on that note, you're listening to here to Bubblegum, and we'll be right back. Alrighty. It's now time for Believe It or Not with Justin and Goose. Hello, I'm Justin, and some of the best things in life are not quite believable. Jot them down, store love from Abner. I'm Goose, and welcome to Believe It or Not with Justin and Goose. How you doing today, Justin? I'm doing good. Excited to be back in here and recording. Oh yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. We've had uh, we've not had any email come in yet, but we have had a good response. I've had people tell me, you know, through Facebook Messenger and stuff that they've really enjoyed this, and uh, we're going to be starting uh, this month putting them in the podcast episode as well. As a matter of fact, uh, today is uh, November the seventh, and the Here to Chew Bubblegum episode that drops at four will have. Uh, 
It was the episode we talked about IBM and the Nazis in it, and that will be on the radio show as well. Awesome. So, so we're we're getting those thrown in there, and I want to plug sometime the uh, record date is set. Uh, the drop date's not set, but we're going to have a very special, believe it or not, uh, like full-length show, I guess, in the future. Uh, with myself, uh, you, of course, because this is your baby, this is your idea, uh, Seth and uh, Trevor Huff. Well, I mean, if you live in Knott County and you've owned a radio at any point in time in your life, you know who Trevor Huff is. I give him credit all the time for being the guy that inspired me to want to play in a band. It wasn't what inspired me to want to play music, but he done a little show called Modern Rock Revival. And uh, me and my buddy Eric went to it, and I thought that was the neatest thing ever to see people you know actually playing music locally. Yeah. And uh, so I'm excited to sit down and talk to Trevor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Trevor. Trevor's up on aliens and UFOs, and uh, Trevor really gets into that. So um, today we're going to start out this one talking about the second coal boom. Have you read much about this? I've glanced at stuff on and off. Um, being in this part of the country, you kind of can't avoid that topic you know like it it always perks my interest when i see anything involving either the history of coal or uh you know the future of coal my first book i got a lot of flack over that from guys i worked with like why'd you name your first book coal kingdom and not gas kingdom you've never worked in coal in your life i think you know whether i worked in coal or not it impacted my life you know my uncles on my dad's side worked in coal i believe my uncle don retired uh originally working for the coal company my uncle on my mom's side my uncle glenn worked in the coal company my uncle tyrone uh worked in coal all the way up until recently you know and now he's had to find a different profession because there's really not a lot of work in it and it's always been an in big impact on anybody in eastern kentucky so anytime coal talk comes up you're going to get interest yes yes you are and i don't want to talk too much about it on on, on this uh, segment uh, i want to save that from we do the full length show but basically what i've read and this is even got mentioned a few weeks ago on here at chew bubblegum and i done a little diving a uh, little digging a little research and basically what they are predicting is how we will have our second coal boom is uh, electric cars will be the cause of it because there'll be a lot more uh, electric cars on the road and the current power right now that they have with what they're predicting the sale of electric cars will be and how many will be on the road that cannot charge the electric cars. So they'll have to go back to know to resources and technology that they do that does produce good power, and that is coal. And they're predicting a second coal boom in the next three to five years for our area. I could I could see that. And another thing that's going to, you know, help coal in that regard is going to be financial impact. Because working in the gas industry, uh, a lot of times you'll get projects, reroutes. You'll move a line. You'll move it for a coal company so that they can go in and mine an area. They pay the coal company to move it. Or they may pay for an entire gas well. And the the coal company may either buy the gas well or just basically pay the gas company what that well would bring in for an extended amount of time to just shut it in and not produce out of it. And that used to happen frequently. I've worked in gas in some way, shape, or form since 2005, and that used to be really commonplace. And then it got to where it become almost non-existent. And, and you know, budgets got cut, and, and doing inspection – which is what I've done since 
2012, I don't actually work for a gas company. I work for a third party. They bring me in. I inspect the job, make sure that the environmental is correct, that um, the safety is up to par, that the line's getting laid correctly and the quality control on the line. And with budget cuts with gas companies, you know, I've spent a lot of time doing other projects for gas companies and doing different jobs instead of doing that over the last couple of years because they just don't have the money in their budgets for inspection. So they do a lot of stuff in-house, and to be honest with you, the inspection gets skipped. And one of the few times that I get work is when a co-company comes in and says, okay, we want to reroute this line. Well, they have to pay for my services instead of the gas company. And I know that there's two or three projects that just popped up in the last couple of months that they're going to do in the next year where co-companies are going to reroute lines and mine new areas. And that's a result of a couple of different things. But one thing, and what may be a contributing factor to another coal boom is the gas price of gas is going up. Oh, yes. These companies are panicking to reroute gas and get the best price and stuff for it. I, you know, I'm getting ready to finish a big project. I won't say for who, but we've been on that project almost six months, and, you know, the original tie-in date was no big deal for that line because you were just going to flow gas at the same money. Now that gas is up and different competitors are offering different prices for the gas, they're panicked out. You know, they, they want this gas flowing, so... With gas prices going up, you're definitely going to see maybe an inclination to move back to coal some. Yeah. Well, and just in our area, there was an article out this week that there are going to be four mines in our area that's that's coming open. Yeah. I, you know, when, when coal kind of shut down around here, and, and I don't, you know, anybody that listens to Talk Junkie, I avoid political at all costs, so I can do this without getting political. When... When coal jobs kind of started to decrease around here, you know, there's a lot of finger pointing and stuff. Um, and then when there was a small resurgence, I think five to 700 jobs come back, there was a lot of finger pointing here and there. Coal diminished in this area for a lot of reasons. One, how cheap natural gas was. It become, it, it it's not a better option, I guess, uh, efficiency-wise to run these power plants, but it was a better option economically at that time and then also the cost and expense of getting the coal that we had really when we kind of suffered from that drought and coal a couple years ago and it really started to get bad it wasn't that nobody was mining they were mining a lot of places they were mining in western kentucky they were mining in illinois they were they were mining in a lot of places where the coal may not be as good or may even be comparable to what we had but it was much cheaper and easier to extract right and so with market value going up that'll make it easy for these co-operators to come back into a, a, a place that's as rich in coal as this and obtain uh the coal even though it's more expensive the market price will dictate that it's worthwhile for them to do it. Right, right. And you may be listening to this and be thinking, you know, let's believe it or not, why are you talking about coal? Well, I think it's fascinating that the electric car could be, you know, tied in to our second coal boom. And, you know, I just think that that's, that's would be really great for our area. Uh, for the families that live here, for the local businesses that live here, for your smaller cities that live here, they can provide better services to their citizens and visitors. And, uh, you know, it's it's just uh, hard for me to believe that coal could be revised by the birth of the electric car, you know, or flooding the market with electric cars, which I'm all for. 
um, I've talked to people before, and they're, you know, people from this area. And I had a discussion with a guy, I won't say his name, this has been years ago, and he was against mountaintop removal. And talking about how beautiful the mountains were and this and that, and nobody should do that. I said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, if you love where you come from and you love eastern Kentucky so much, why have you moved off out west and you spent your entire life out west? He didn't have a... He didn't have a comment for that at first. And then he thought about it, and he said, well, there's not any good jobs. I said, there you go. I said, you know, that's why I'm for it, you know, uh, because – and most – and it's not like it was years ago when they – and the classic example from Knott County, you know, you've got the sportsplex where they took a mountaintop down. You know, you can reuse that land and repurpose that land. And, yeah, that might change the environment. And I don't, I don't know what your opinion is on all this, but, uh, you know – I don't think it's bad for our, our area. Uh, economically, it's definitely good. Um, I mean, the the problem, I think, is people want everything to be a black and white issue. They want everything to be a right and wrong issue. If I had my preference, we'd not touch another mountaintop. I like to hike. I like to be in the hills. I like the way my landscape looks where I'm at. On the other hand, I don't see anybody dropping their phones, dropping their electric cars, and going back to farming and living in a different manner and if they're not going to do that uh you're gonna have to mind some and i think you, you know it's not this shouldn't surprise people like the the articles have been out the research has been out for a long time and you know it's what interested me when you brought this up for believe it or not what a lot of scientists and a lot of professionals expect to be one of our biggest issues ecologically going forward being what the thing they think will be one of the biggest detriments to us uh, ecology-wise and, and ecosystem-wise is the electric car. The electric car will probably do more damage yeah. than it could ever repair. And that's not to say that I think you should give up on the idea. You bring me a Tesla tomorrow, I'll take it all day long. And I think that eventually there'll be ways – that. It's kind of the cost of progress, and it, it's it's an ugly thing to say, and it's kind of a negative thing to say, but you have to do things poorly sometimes for a long time before you have to figure out how to do them better. And mining's one of those situations where we did it poorly for a long time, yes, we and there did. was a lot of repercussions from it. And, you know, I go to places like Virginia, and, and I have to look more at pipeline as an example, if I go to West Virginia or I go to Virginia, um, Pennsylvania, uh, Ohio somewhat, I just don't have as much experience there. If my contractor disturbs something, it gets put back and it gets put back correctly. Whereas Kentucky has always been and still functions like the Wild West. They can come down here and tear up the world and there's no repercussion for that. But with mining, I think that very much used to be the case here, and now you're starting to see, especially towards the end of that mining, you know, a lot of people would say, well, the government's regulating us into to going out of business. No, they're, they're regulating you into doing it correctly, and they're going to overstep their bounds. They always do, but I think Kentucky mines in the last couple of years of their operation got really they, – they vastly improved in how they put back areas and how they reclaimed areas. You, you're never going to do it with no impact, but you can do it with less impact, and you can mine correctly – and it's not a bad thing, you know, and it's also a perception thing. You take West Virginia, for instance. Um, we just laid a gas line through an area that had an existing gas line, so we used an existing right-of-way. 
Uh, I'm sure we caused some disturbance. Uh, it was definitely minimal, but because there was an existing right away there, you know, I'll admit to that. But I looked around at logging operation that was right there and slated as the guide explicitly told us one of the best in the state and it's a disaster and i don't see that as much back home so each state has their issues and i think mining is so integral you look at the loss of um Coast Severance Tax to Knott County, yes. where we're from. It was detrimental. Yes, it you, was. You know, and we've got the lowest property tax rates in the state of Kentucky. We have a lot of things going for us in Knott County, and losing that Coast Severance money, you know, that regardless of if it was spent correctly at any time or incorrectly at any time, regardless of what portions of the state got it, because Ruparina got a big portion of it. Yes, they you know, did. A lot of people that weren't in this area benefited from it and don't realize it. You know, they had good roads. They had a lot of construction projects. So I want to see Eastern Kentucky grow, and I do believe that the initial steps to that is through coal. I don't ever believe coal will be what it once was. No, no. I think it'll be a minimal growth, but I think if you take advantage of that minimal growth, and and I hear a lot of talk, wind turbines have turned out to not be very effective and not work very well. And solar, it's kind of hard to tell. I, I have quite a bit of faith in solar being a possible outlet in the future just because of the amount of money China's putting into it. They're not putting that money into it because... Uh, they're environmentalists, not at all. They're putting that money into it because they see it's going to be advantageous for them somehow down the road. Right. We got a lot of flat, reclaimed mountain area in eastern Kentucky. You know, it wouldn't be a bad idea if one of these coal companies come in and say, all right, I'm going to mine that area and that area and that area, but I own all these other areas that's already been reclaimed. Let me bring in some solar fields, bring in some jobs, some high-tech jobs, and mix the two because we're more than 50 years away from solar being – the only form of power. We're more than 50 years away from, you know, any form of power outside of fossil fuel providing us the energy we need. So instead of ignoring those new ideals or focusing only on those new ideals, I think if you married the two together, then you could see more of a long-term coal boom in in eastern Kentucky, something that if they worked in cooperation with other forms of, you know, if you ran – most of the cooperation, if it was just their offices and their small stuff off solar, that's a little bit. That's a little bit of help, you know, if they could generate enough to sell back to these power companies. So I I, I know people want to look at it as all negative or all, all positive, and I just I can't find all the negative in it. You know, I see sides of it I wish were different, but I think it could be a very big deal for Eastern Kentucky. I think it could definitely be a big deal, you know, to have a second coal boom. Like I said, you know, that would – and especially not County – you know, you would have some co-severance money come back. You would have, you know, some jobs come back. You know, I mean, it would benefit people all the way around. Now, is it going to last forever? No, 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 it's not. But it may be that little push to help get back on your feet where you can make preparations for something else, like like you were talking about with the solar farm. Um, solar farm. Let me ask you a question before we wrap it up here. Uh, is the uh, Friends of Coal, is that still an incorporation? I don't know. Okay. Well, or, uh, well, I know Friends of Coal is. Uh, coal Mining for Our Future was the one I was thinking about. I don't know. Okay. You, you know, I, I've not heard anything from them in, in quite a while. I'll say this in, in regards to how touchy of a subject this may be. I had a, a work truck that had a Friends of Coal license mm-hmm. plate on it, and I had to go to Lexington for something. I parked it at the mall. Yeah. 
and they keyed my truck. I mean, well, they keyed it bad, and I called the mall cops, and mall cops come down there, and I was like, hey, you know, this they've destroyed my truck, and I was like, I don't know if they've confused me for somebody else or what. The cop looked at the license plate, and he said, no, it's the license plate. He yeah. said they do it all the time. Yeah, and it's the, the Friends of Coal license plate they still have, and, you know, the Friends of Coal company or the corporation is based in Lexington, and no miners benefit from that at all. That's more or less kind of like Goodwill. You exactly. know, they've got that out there. And uh, I don't support Friends of Coal, the organization. I support coal miners and, you know, families of coal miners and stuff. So well, that, that's what I found odd is here I bought this truck and it has yeah. this license plate on it. The registration is still good for a couple months. I didn't make any donation to this company. Right. But the people who are really benefiting from this company and the people who live in the area that represents this company, a company that does not represent where I'm from or coal whatsoever, right. takes out on me yeah. what an organization in their community yeah. was doing. Yeah, and, 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 and there's a lot of people that, that don't know that, you know. I mean, and technically, if you were going to do that, I mean, that those whoever came up with that to do that, I mean, because they used to have shirts and hats and all that stuff. They they made some money off that, you oh, know. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember years ago I did some research on that, and it was a guy that did own a coal company that created that uh, incorporation. So, but uh, you've been listening to Believe It or Not with Justin and Goose. Uh, don't forget you can always email us, Believe It or Not, at here to chew bubblegum.com. That's Believe It or Not, spelled K N O T T, at here to chew bubblegum.com. And we're back with Here Did You Bubblegum. What's up, Flackers? So, I hope you enjoyed that episode of Believe It or Not, KNOTT with Goose. Oops. And you're not recording, are you? Yeah, no, we're, oh. we're I hit the thing. Oh. I do the, now we're back. Okay. Officially. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hey, <laughs> hi. How are you? So, hope you enjoyed uh, Believe It or Not, KNOTT with Goose and none other than Mr. Justin Perkins. Um, still have a man crush on him. Always welcome. Oh my. I just ate the cheese stick. <laughs> my stomach's like food. Okay. So we're going to finish up with some Operation Paperclip stuff. And uh, we're going to have a little chit chat at the end and uh, wrap this up. And wrap this up. So, what technologies came out of Operation Paperclip? As we've already mentioned, Operation Paperclip was devised under the species of preventing the Soviet Union from gaining a technological advantage in the post-war world. So what technologies, if any, were yielded? Let's take a look at some notable examples. Please note, this list is far from exhaustive and is in no particular order. <clears throat> uh, there might not have been a, you know, to shorten this up, I'm just going to read the titles. There you go. Yeah. There we go. There might not have been an Apollo program without Operation Paperclip. You can thank Operation Paperclip for the swept wing aircraft. Space medicine was created by a German scientist who was later brought to the U.S. That's interesting. Space medicine? I wonder if that goes along with moon internet. You're so butthurt about I'm satellites. I'm butthurt about the satellites. 
I don't understand how we can have pictures of Saturn, but I can't get internet connection in fucking Kentucky. Solar-powered satellites owe their origins to German scientists who were relocated after World War II. Mm-hmm. We might not have LED bulbs or modern solar cells without Operation Paperclip scientists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the development of the dot matrix printer wouldn't have come without Operation Paperclip. You don't need to read that part every time. We understand this is all from Operation Paperclip. Syncopters and rotor sails exist thanks to, and in part to, Operation Paperclip. The population of nuclear, popularization of nuclear power in the 1950s might not have been possible without Operation Paperclip. The ion engine is another product of Operation Paperclip. And uh, that wraps up the list. Now, I think that all of this should existed well before that, and Operation Paperclip was just the introduction to it. Just like everything else. They needed a reason, and they fucking trickle technology down to us when they deem that society is ready for it because they are, what, three, five hundred years ahead of us in fucking technology? Is that why Operation Paperclip is so controversial? Yeah. Let's read a little more and find out. Oh, my God. We've already touched on this above, but primarily many of the scientists and other German experts had very questionable histories, to say the least. While many were former Nazi party members, some were also later shown to have partaken in very unethical crimes throughout the war. Mm -hmm. For example, Arthur Rudolph, a key member of the V2 rocket program, was accused of organizing forced labor from the Dora Nordhausen concentration camp as part of the program. It's since been estimated that about a third of the 60,000 prisoners lived, worked, and died in the underground tunnels at Middleburg. The causes of death did vary, but most lives were claimed by untreated diseases, malnutrition, or simply being worked to death. What? What are you putting? Nothing. I'm putting in the comments. I know, but I want to know. Then you can read. This one. You're right. This one being like this. Von Braun, who is also a key member of the V2 rocket program, is known to have visited the same facility at least once. While well, his actual input into the logistics of running the facility is up for debate, the link to forced labor has certainly tainted his reputation forever. Is little Stevie Ray Davidson here taint? What are you? <laughs> However, it is important to note that neither Von Braun nor Rudolph was listed on any war crimes list as drawn up after the war. Other officials at the rocket factory were arrested, convicted, and either jailed or executed after the war. Mm-hmm. However, some have suggested that some records were destroyed to prevent people like Von Braun from being tainted by the accusations. Tainted. Uh, it just goes on to talk about other scientists and being acquitted of their various war crimes and whatnot. Um, so for this reason, Operation Paperclip remains and will continue to remain one of the most controversial government programs in our history. Whether you agree that the advancements made under the program outweigh the cost over overlooking some very serious criminal accusations or not is ultimately in the eye of the beholder. Uh, if you like that story, there are plenty of others like it. You can go to interestingengineering.com. Thanks. So that being said, there's a lot of ties to Antarctica. Um as we mentioned earlier, Antarctica show is it's coming. coming. It's coming. I'm ready. That's what she said. I'm uh, ready. Episode, never mind. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Let's let's do the closing. All right. So uh don't forget we are getting back to this. You have honestly get real with Goose and Rebecca, the show where they just bitch about random shit and it's awesome. 
Yeah. We don't just bitch. You bitch. No, we don't always just. Sometimes they're good bitches. Sometimes they're bad bitches. (laughs) (laughs) And we can't forget about cooking with Dirty Dan. I'm excited to rekindle that again. Um, Had to take a short break with everything going on. Mm -hmm. We had to take a short break from everything. Yeah. Uh, So that's Dirty Dan 974 on TikTok. I wonder if I can change my name yet. Probably. I'll figure it out later. Oh, no, that was Twitch. That was the Twitchy things. Um, are you still doing Twitch? What are, what are we um, doing? We're going to see if Twitch works with the new internet. I haven't tested it yet, and I didn't want to do this live on Twitch just in case it fucked up. So okay. that's why we're on Instagram, uh, because I'm banned on all of my TikToks And right what's your now. Instagram handle that you can find you on for that? Um, Instagram is Short Shit Show. Um, my link tree has everything, um, but it's Short Shit Show 138 on TikTok. It's Queen Flocker on TikTok. It is now Meet Bertha on TikTok. I just did that one this morning. That's so, right. mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that was number two. And yeah, that's it right now because all the rest of them have been taken down. So, uh, some other new exciting things, though, is we are going to, with the property and everything else that we're doing, is Short Farms, which is our business that we're going to be starting, is also going to have their own TikTok and to follow along the journey of building and figuring out homesteading and yeah exploring (laughs) just kind of like to follow along the journey and learn and and grow together and do all of that didn't know that yeah (laughs) we are doing that yeah it is started i I haven't dropped it yet because it's just blank right now but we are going i am going to be you are not going to go live on that page no we're gonna we're gonna try and keep that one yeah That'd, that'd be more, more um, Telegram does have a live option for whatever reason. I cannot get it to work. And that's like your guys thing. Like if you guys want to have like the live chats, um, you can do that. Until, I will never go live on Telegram. If you want to get find her link tree, come over here to bubblegum.com. It is under friends of the show. It's um, link tree. Rebecca underscore short is the link tree. There you go. The more you know. I can't change it. Knowledge is power. I didn't. I didn't know that name. Yeah. I just have it saved on my home screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you know. And if is. you're looking for research, Flockopedia within the link tree will pull up all of the research, which I still have to. I have to update and add to. And with that being said, time to close out this this wonderful episode of coming back. Walk um, around, find out. Not, not, not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. Sorry. We still have some oh, stuff. All to right. Read. All right. Um, we are still discussing Carbon Capture Shield, um, and Carbon Capture Shield is a company that was started none other by Daryl J. Nikki the second or DJ Nikki, our friend and uh representative turn friend really. Um CCS intends to transform one billion acres of earth into regenerative land that restores the health of our natural environment starting in your backyard. They're doing it here, right? They're coming to Kentucky? Yeah they are planning to come have another grassroots tour through Kentucky. Um, and they're going to set up a section here for that, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, by restoring the biological life in the soil, we jumpstart the natural process, which sequester greenhouse gases, break down pollutants, all while feeding and protecting your lawn from below. Guys, head over to carbon capture or lawn.carboncaptureshield.com. Get your VIP spot today. It costs a dollar. The product, when it's, when it's rolled out in full, will cost less than all the nasty, harsh chemical fertilizer stuff you buy at your local hardware stores and whatnot. This will help save our planet it will help save us it will make everything healthier for some for people like us who are going to be homesteading it is ideal to have completely natural healthy organic homegrown stuff that's a huge part of it start saving the planet by just doing a simple grass seed spread mm-hmm. um like i said head over to lawn.carboncaptureshield.com reserve your spot 
for a dollar. It gets you a big discount when it comes out. Um, and that will be on our short farms TikTok when that's up and rolling. Yeah. Just to to help spread that word and share that. Yep. Also, don't forget about Till Valhalla Project. I'm still wearing their shirt. Go over to tillvalhallaproject.com. Support them, donate, like, buy the merch, spread the message, live a life worth their sacrifice, end all suicide. It's not just about vets anymore. It's about everybody. Um, that's important. Spread that awareness. You have no idea how much that can help or save someone's life, and you don't even know it. Um, and also go check out YouTube, type in Adventures with Purpose, head over to adventureswithpurpose.com, say hi to the boys, and uh, give them a like and follow. Uh, special thanks to Carlene for all the voice. Carlin, I'm sorry, Carlin for all the voiceover work, MLC album. Be sure to check out and support our friends with their own shows. So we have CK and Uncle Bill over at Deadpit.com, Talk Junkie with Justin Perkins, and he's also started a new Jordan podcast. Jordan and Brad. Hey, uh, hey, 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 Justin you cut Perkins. Me off. No, I said he's also got a new show, and then you kicked in, which is Retro Cult Podcast. Check it out. It's an old school throwback show. It's awesome. Jordan and Brad of Down on the Holler. Seth Amberby. Yep. Amberby with Seth. Seth Daily Podcast. He's got it. He's got it. Like Elliot Gertie and Beagle of the Spooky Family Podcast. You can check him out. SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. MountainMysteriesPodcast.com with Chris Sloan and Cronkite Snowman and Large Marge over at the Paranormal Trucker. And if you want to awaken more, check out Rebecca on TikTok. And it's not Queen of the Well, it's Queen of the Flock 138 on Twitch. Um, I'm still working on Twitch. It's in my link tree. You'll find me. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. We'll see you next week. That's that's Goose's thing. You just. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I'm not leaving. Maybe I'm just going home. Flock around and find out. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Tune in next time as we dive deeper into things the government doesn't want us to know.